Hello, you're listening to the Various and Sundry Things podcast, the vast podcast. I am your host, Donna Gay Tyler. Hey, (laughs) y'all. I do live in Kentucky, so you got to get a Kentucky greeting every now and then, right? First of all, let me apologize for the lateness of this particular podcast. My intent is to get one dropped um, every Saturday, but I'm a little late this week because one of my best friends in the whole wide world came to visit the family and we had to kick it, you know, like old people (laughs) used to say. I don't think young people say kick it anymore, but anyway, we had a really, really good time. Um, One last hurrah for me before the school year officially begins. Um, Like a lot of teachers, I've been in some trainings and things like that already in July, but the school year will officially start for us this week. Um, My daughter, who just started kindergarten, she started actually last week, and I want to interview her too, or at least get her thoughts um, for another podcast. But in this season of getting ready to go back to school, um, a lot of conversations are being held about, you know, things that are going to happen and need to happen in schools. And one of the things that I came across on Twitter, which I don't hang out very often there, I don't hang out very often on Twitter, but I came across this article in the Citizen Times, the Asheville Citizen Times. This is in North Carolina. And the title of the article, y'all, is, um, and now I can't get to it. No, there it is. AR-15s put in all Madison County schools to enhance security in case of active shooter. And I saw that and I was like, wait, what? Y'all putting AR-15s in schools? So yes, yes, they are. Um, They're going to be under the control of a resource officer and they're going to be locked up in a safe, according to this article, um, along with some breaching tools so that, um, again, according to the article, they don't have to wait for the fire department to get there. In the case of an active shooter comes in and barricades themselves in a classroom, they'll have tools to, you know, breach the classroom and I suppose take out the active shooter, you know, with the AR-15. I get the intent. I understand, you know, the point is to try to make schools safer and avoid, you know, the tragedy at Uvalde, which is actually what this article starts off with. You know, that's what this district is trying to do, you know, in response to that back in May. Um, I just don't know that this will necessarily solve the problem. I, and perhaps that they know that too. They know this ain't it, right? This is not going to be the end of it. Perhaps what they're thinking is that this is more of a deterrent. Like if someone, you know, tries is thinking about, you know, breaching one of the schools or entering one of the schools in this district, that they'll think twice about it because there is an AR-15 on the premises. Um, But I was thinking more of the practicality of it. So if somebody enters the school or if the shooter is a member of the school community already and already there, you know, how long is it going to take for a resource officer to get to the safe? to get to the tools, to get to the extra magazines that, according to the article, are going to be held in the safe along with the AR-15, you know, and, and in all that time that passes, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, like in the Uvalde case, that someone will likely lose their life in the, you know, in that amount of time. And, you know, are these resource officers, you know, going to be thoroughly trained? Um, is someone else going to be trained to go along with them? Because, you know, like in our district, um, there's only one resource officer you know, in the school. I don't, I don't know. I just, I know what they're trying to do. It just makes me, you know, uncomfortable to think that, you know, this is what people are thinking is the answer. You know, let's put more, let's put weapons actually inside of the school. You know, 
I don't know what that saying is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. You know, the remedy for a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. But, you know, as we also saw in the Uvalde um, school shooting, there were, there were several dozen, dozens of officers who were on site, right? With guns and for a long, long time did nothing. So I don't know. I don't know if this is necessarily the answer, but good luck to them, right? As they start um, their school year off with this. Anyway, um, I, in this episode, interviewed my bestie. Her name is Tanya Anthony. She's from Chicago, Illinois. And among other things, she is a firearms instructor, which is um, very relevant, I think, in times like these. And um, as she references in the interview, I actually had an opportunity to, to go to the gun range with her and my husband um, to get in some um, shooting and, you know, to get me used to gun safety and, you know, just how to get along with guns, you know, like, like it's a person. We're going to get along. We're going to be just fine. But anyway, without much further ado, Here's the interview. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Donna. I am so excited to be your very first special guest. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. I had to kidnap you all the way from Chicago. <laughs> so happy to be here. Yay. Well, we'll jump right in. As I mentioned, uh, Tanya is a Jill of all trades, um, a true Renaissance woman, not to be confused with the Beyonce Project. Um, uh, the chief administrative officer in Cook County, um, uh, DJ, DJ Royalty, and what we're going to talk about in depth a little bit more today, the founder, owner, and operator of Peace Be Still. Um, Tanya, let's start with um, a little bit of your firearms experience. How did you get into um, yeah, um, owning a firearms uh, training company, if that's the right term that I'm using? <laughs> okay, so I... Got into Peace Be Still training. Um, I'm an instructor, NRA certified. Um, I got to say, I come from a long line of law enforcement officers, uh, to include the fact that I myself was a correctional officer for five years at Cook County. Um, and I'm also um, a U.S. Army veteran. So I, I think I, I say that my love for shooting, um, you know, the marksmanship aspect of it. Okay. <laughs> came from uh, just really being in the Army. Uh, I started shooting there and really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I got to say, I was pretty good at it. Oh, cool. Well, thank you for your service. Again, honored to have you um, in that capacity also. Um, and tell us a little bit more about Peace Be Still and what it is um, that you're, what services you actually provide. Awesome. Um, so the state of Illinois um, allows for um, concealed carry, but it is required that you attend 16 hours of training. So that's what my um, my organization or, or my business does. We provide the 16 hours of firearm training. Um, I really, really focus on safe and responsible firearm ownership. And I want to train folks, one, not to just shoot, but know how to shoot, how to be safe with it, and uh, really know what the law is so they can make the right decision on when it's best to actually use their firearm. Sounds good. Um, the majority of your clients, <laughs> men or women? Most of my clients are women. Um, now, I am a member of a gun club called Ladies of Steel, mm -hmm. and that's really how I um, became an instructor. I've always enjoyed shooting. I joined um, the Ladies of Steel so that I could really hone my own, um, my own skill and really stay on top of it. 
and the founder of Ladies of Steel um, offered the opportunity to become a, an instructor. And you know, I heard her, heard her first couple times she said it, but then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And she's like, finally. <laughs> It's like passion can't be taught. And she, you know, she saw how I really enjoyed training folks. And again, those are all women, right? Mm. So um, I, I tend to draw women because women like to be trained by women. Mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit of a different feel because men um, are frankly a little more macho, to be honest. <laughs> um, they're very competitive. Shocking. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're very competitive. And so women you know they, they want men tell women what to do instead of really training them and helping them understand. And, you know, there are some other things. Our bodies are shaped different. Mm -hmm. So, again, a lot of the uh, clients that I have are women. And the feedback I get is thank you for being so patient. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'd read recently that uh, women, um, this is from the Harvard School of Public Health, I like to cite my sources, women accounted for half of all gun purchases between 2019 and 2021. And that new gun, gun not gun, new gun owners are more likely to be women. Why do you think, um, well, obviously you just mentioned that, you know, women like to be coached by women. Why do you think more women are owning guns or buying guns nowadays? I think there are a few things. One, the opportunity is there. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of um, discussion about concealed carry. And so women, there's some that they're just curious, right? Mm -hmm. But then there are women who want to be able to protect themselves and protect their families, right? So you have women, a lot of women are single and they want to be able to take care of themselves, but most importantly, protect their children. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that's happening is a lot of men are buying guns for their their wives and their girlfriends and their significant others. And so now they have this gun and don't really know what to do with it. So, <laughs> so that's, yes, that would be me. <laughs> so that's where I come in. You know, I'm happy to train women so that they get more comfortable with their firearm and then also, like I said, be safe and responsible. So we talked a little bit, or actually you talked a little bit about how you um, started Peace Be Still and like the mm -hmm. services that um, you provide. I'm, I'm, I'm curious because the name is really cool, Peace Be Still. How did you come up with that name? <laughs> <laughs> so that it was funny is I remember Medea, <laughs> Tyler Perry's character. Basically, she was in one of the plays, and I can't remember which play it was. And she was like, Jesus said, peace be still. Peace is made of steel. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was trying to come up with the name, that's what came because, you know, I'm, I'm a church girl, right? It's so clever. everything I do, I try to incorporate some spin of church on it, like I'm dabbling in real estate a little bit. And the name of that company was Possess the Land. Ah. And so I was when I was trying to come up with a name for my firearm uh, company, I'm like, what can I do? And then I remember Medea. <laughs> I love it. Steel. I love it. So you are training people for concealed carry in Illinois? Yes. And uh -huh. how to use a weapon? Like me, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'll probably take a handful of bullets and throw it at someone. <laughs> Get back! <laughs> Okay, so it's the 16 hour course. Okay. All right, but then I do coaching and this is a little bit of, of what we did today. You okay with that? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I basically teach how to safely handle a firearm. 
we teach the basic marksmanship. So how to get your proper sight picture, mm -hmm. sight alignment, mm -hmm. um, a good grip, trigger, mm -hmm. control, and Preach. where. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> Church girl, okay. <laughs> Not the Beyonce version, though. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think. I don't know. Hey, okay. Different podcasts. Continue. <laughs> um, and really just trying to um, teach people, like I said, safety and marksmanship. So a lot of folks, you go to the range. If When you start going to the range on a regular basis, okay. you'll start seeing how folks just pick up a gun and start shooting, and they're all over the paper and not having a nice shot group like you had today. Yay, yeah. Um, and that's that's really what excites me. I like to make those corrections. And once I give, you know, some advice, I, I like to immediately see the difference. Like, see, we'll see how much better you're shooting now. Mm -hmm. That's what excites me. So we did go to the range today. And this was my first time at the range in, oh my God, since before my daughter was born. So definitely about six years, more than six years. And even though I was probably as nervous today as I was back then, I, I can attest um, that the founder, uh, owner and operator of Peace Be Still, she did help a lot. Um, I was uh, a, a little bit more comfortable. We had gone over some of the basics of it, um, you know, of using a gun. Cause like I said, I really don't know much about them at all, um, but even loading and things like that. So yeah, um, that was, that was very helpful. Um, to me and I did end up feeling um, a lot more comfortable. Um, so thank you for that. Now you were saying that as you know if I go to the range more often then I'll see some, <laughs> <laughs> some improvement um, in my marksmanship and also um, uh, just uh, how how I handle it. So how often would I need to to go to the range or to shoot um, to the at the range, not like just randomly, but to shoot <laughs> at the range to stay proficient. <laughs> So, or to earn to get to proficient, I guess. And so I would love for folks, especially the folks that I train to go at least once a month. Oh, okay. And shoot at least 50 rounds per month. Oh, but I'm real 50 rounds. It's just a box. It's one box. <laughs> <laughs> it's one box. Um, so that that's my preference, but I'll settle for quarterly. Okay. Right? If you can go to the range quarterly, and that's 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 as low as I go. You gotta go at least quarterly. You know, one thing that drives me nuts is uh, Illinois concealed carry license is good for five years. Mm -hmm. I do not want any of my students to wait, which I see all the time, oh, five years before they go back to the range. Like, okay, so if you needed it, you probably wouldn't know what to do. True. So to stay on top of it at least quarterly, but monthly is better. Okay, monthly, quarterly at least monthly. Okay, I got I got to work my way up to that. And 50, 50 rounds? It's one box. But the magazine holds 12, right? 10, 12, okay. six, it kind of depends, but yeah. Okay. All right, so load the magazine up with 10 rounds, five times, you are done. It's so loud. But you know what? I, I will say this, though. I'm, the more that I was shooting and like what you told me, like, don't just shoot once and then stop because that's what I did. I was like, okay, bang. All right, I did it. <laughs> Yay. It's like, no, you can continue to do so. Um, I don't know. I was uh, also mentioning to you earlier, Tanya, it, like what we know about guns from television and movies is so different from the actual feel of it in your hands and the recoil and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you ever had to fire your gun in self-defense? Fortunately, no. Um, and, you know, that's a good thing. But, yes. you know, a lot of times I rehearse scenarios um, in my head. And like if I'm in a venue, 
I am looking for like the if something happens, what would I do? Mm. Where are the exit doors? Is there somewhere I can hide? Now, there's been a lot of carjackings in Chicago. And so I'm always like, okay, make sure that there's enough space for me to just pull off. Or, you know, if somebody comes, what would I do? So I rehearse those in my head a lot because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not a lot of opportunities for you to just practice, you know, self-defense, which is a good thing. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much what I do. And fortunately, no, I have not had to use my firearm in self-defense. So speaking of Illinois, um, uh, Chicago carjackings, um, Illinois concealed carry law, is is that new? Because I remember when I lived in Chicago, um, and this, it's been a little while, but Chicago did not allow you to carry concealed, right? Was it just Chicago or Illinois? Not that you were a legal scholar, but <laughs> I mean, this is your area. So what's the deal with the Illinois concealed carry law? I want to say, I think it was 2018. In 2018, um, state of Illinois allowed concealed carry. Oh, um, now, each municipality, like the city of Chicago, can um, kind of create their own rules. For example, mm-hmm. um, state of uh, Cook County, the Cook County, and the city of Chicago have some limitations on magazines. Like you can't have high capacity magazines. Um, you cannot carry in a Cook County Forest Preserve. Oh. Cook County is the only forest preserve that is mentioned in state law. Right? Wow. So, but you know, concealed carry does exist. Um, and Illinois, like I said, requires that you go through a 16 hour course and that you uh, use a certified instructor. So I had to get permission from the Illinois State Police. They had to mm. approve my curriculum. So it's it's pretty oh, it's wow. pretty rigorous. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, conceal carry. And I like the fact that the state of Illinois really, really tries to put controls in place mm-hmm. um, so that you know law-abiding citizens like myself can carry. <laughs> and they really do try their best to keep um, firearms out of the hands of bad people. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of um, Second Amendment proponents. Um, The Second Amendment social studies teacher in me reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And there are, again, a lot of gun gun owners. Um, The NRA used to really be a big thing. And then, of course, they've gone into some troubles financially and also because it appears that they don't respond appropriately in mass shooting situations, particularly at schools. Um, What are your feelings about gun control laws? Um, Being a firearms owner and instructor, where do you, where do you land here? Obviously there's a place for you here, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is. Um, So uh, again, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to keep and bear arms um, and I think that was, let me see, 2008 when the Supreme Court basically allowed or basically gave the ability for people to own a home, a, a firearm in their home for self um, for self-protection. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the challenge is keeping firearms out of the hands of bad people. So I am all for universal background checks. Okay. I think that is critically important. Um, honestly, I've been on the fence about um, whether or not AR should be banned because I am a law-abiding citizen. And I feel like I, I should be able to own and shoot whatever I want, but I'm shooting at paper, not people. Ah. And so, you know, I, I was a little bit on the fence, but I went to a conference not too long ago and 
they were really talking about Uvalde mm. and Buffalo mm. and the damage that AR ARs do when in the hands of a bad person to the bodies of these victims. Yes. And that did it for me. So I'm like, okay, if we can't control keeping ARs out of the hands of the wrong people, then you're right. We don't need those on the street at all. And like, I don't, I don't think a, a general citizen should have it. And uh, I agree with my friend that I don't <laughs> even think law enforcement like should have it. That is for military. I was going to ask so that for our listeners who may not be familiar, um, an AR-15 is more of a military style um, weapon. Yes. And so when we're talking about Uvalde at this particular conference, um, <laughs> folks were like, is it is it the, the firearm itself or is it the fact that they were using hollow point bullets? So hollow oh, points, hollow points, you know, they literally have a hollow point and they cause a lot of damage when they go into a body like they 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 spread mm. and it, it, it tears stuff up. And I was like, it's the combination of both because I can put a hollow okay. point nine millimeter into a pistol and it's not going to decapitate someone. It's the force behind that AR coupled with the fact that they were using hollow points that causes so much damage. And and we don't need that on the street. Yeah. I mean, are people hunting like <laughs> with a, I mean, I, I, hopefully they're not hunting other people. It's not the purge, but are they hunting animals with AR-15s? Can you do that legally in places in the United States? You, you can hunt um, and you can use an AR-15. I've heard folks say, yes, we should use them hunting. But I've heard other people say, yeah, but then you're going to tear up the, yeah. you know, your prey, right? Mm -hmm. your whatever animal you're shooting, you're shooting deer, whatever. It's like, you don't need that for hunting. Right? And you don't want to cause that kind of, kind of damage. So it sounds, Tanya, like you're an advocate for responsible gun ownership. Um, what does that mean? I'll just put it out there. What does that mean if you're black? Like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a responsible gun owner and you're black, it seems like those um, should be, you know, parallel to being a responsible white gun owner. But we know that the viewpoint is not the same when it comes to black gun ownership. Like, you know, black people, I don't, I don't think are going to be, aren't, don't make up the, you know, membership of the NRA. Right. So, right. Um, you know, and we've seen things in the media that show that when black people are walking down the street with guns, even in an open carry state, police are going to get called on them. They're going to be pulled over to the side. Whereas, you know, white folk can walk through airports with guns strapped on them and things like that. So again, what does it mean to be a responsible gun owner? Um, if you're black and what precautions can you take? <laughs> yep. uh, I would say uh, for us, we should definitely make sure we're educated. Okay. We're educated on the law. We're educated on how to properly carry um, and conceal, like what are we allowed to do? Okay. And the more that we're educated on the law, <laughs> then the more that we can say, no, this, this is my right. Here are, here are my credentials if that's required in your state. Okay. Right. Like in Illinois, you're required right, to have an FOID card and an Illinois concealed carry card. Um, keep it up to date. So just stay on top of that kind of stuff. Right. But mm -hmm. then the other thing is we have to be respectful, even just a regular traffic stop with or without a firearm. Okay. Right. Um, but we, like in my training, I tell folks like, okay, in the state of Illinois, you don't have to 
tell the police officer that you're carrying a firearm in your car if mm -hmm. you're pulled over, but they will know when they run your driver's license, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is when they come to the car, you know, you got to go through all the same motions. They like keep your hands at 10 and two, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, there's um, maybe turn on the interior light, you know, just, just all the other things that you would do with or without a firearm. Uh -huh. You don't necessarily have to disclose it, but I say disclose the fact that you have your firearm if there's any chance that the police officer might see it okay. because you don't want them to see it by surprise. Right. And then be looking at you like, well, why didn't you tell me you had your firearm? So I would say if you have your firearm and you have to lean over and somebody might see it on your on your left or right side, mm -hmm. just tell the police officer, I am a um, licensed concealed carry holder. I do have my firearm. It is on my right side. How would you like me to proceed? Like try to be as respectful as possible, just like we tell you know our our young men anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. So for people who fear guns or maybe who didn't grow up around guns, like me, I didn't. But um, I want to get used to them. I want to. I'm also want to feel protected um, in case you know I need it. Um, what would you recommend how for them to get started? Like just going to the range like we did today? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I see the way too much. I'm going to the range and I'm going to shoot this gun and yes. you know nothing. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> um, you're with a, a, a good instructor. Uh -huh. um, and what I like to do, especially if I know that someone is uncomfortable, I take it really, really, really slow. Okay. Like, I'll start them off with my Nerf gun. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Because I want them to start to get comfortable. And then I'll, I'll, I'll put a real gun in front of them and just sit it in front of them. And just like, you know, cause some folks just don't even want to be around a gun. Understand. So I just put it in front of them and we're just having a conversation. It's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. And then I make sure they see that it's unloaded. I show them like, this is an empty magazine. This is a slide that's open. There is nothing in here. You see now touch it. Right. <laughs> Take it really slow. And, and we're not even at the range at this point. Oh, okay. I, I am sitting at a table and oh. taking it really slow. It's like, it's not so bad, is it? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's guns don't kill people, right? right. People, people kill people, people. right? You gotta learn how to use So I really it just take it really, really slow. And then I also have a laser. Um, it's called a laser bullet or something like mm -hmm. that. Use it for laser training. So I'll start them shooting at the house. And you know, so we're, we're shooting at a piece of paper on a wall and it's just a laser and it makes some noise, a little bit of click, click, ding, ding. Right. Okay. okay. Um, but I also remind them when we go to the range, it's going to be a lot of other people shooting and a lot of other noise. So like, once they're getting comfortable, I might yeah. just drop a book on the floor. Oh, just to kind of, <laughs> I pass out. <laughs> you know, just to kind of do some of that extra noise that they're going to hear. Hit the deck. Um, and then we get to the range. I, I say, okay, you've never done this before. So uh, I've showed you how to hold it. Mm -hmm. I've showed you how to squeeze the trigger. I just want you to shoot one time and put it down because that first bang. Oh yeah, I'm a witness. <laughs> that first bang is a little startling sometimes. So I, you know, I shoot once, put it down. Yes, and that seemed to work. And then once you get that first one out, it's like, okay, I think I can do this. Like, you know, some folks once they get it, it's like pow, pow, pow. Like, okay, slow down. <laughs> Slow down, but yeah, I, I take it really slow. I try to be very patient, and um, you know, 
I try to get people to love shooting as much as I do. Mm. Um, I'm about 90%. <laughs> There's still some folks are like, thanks, I'm good, but nah, yeah, I don't have to go tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> do I have to go back? No, you're a really, really good instructor, though. I mean, like everything that you said, because um, we started again, like before we got to the range, um, and everything that you said, I was trying to put into action at the range, and, and I think it did help. I mean, my first two shots were pretty accurate, and yeah. then then I went off a little bit, but yeah, it, and that's because I was a good listener. I was trying to remember. There's a lot to that goes through your head too when you're. When you're shooting the gun, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I was like, hmm. Let me ask you a question. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next podcast. All right, thanks for listening. No, no. Go ahead. So, what was going through your head when we went to the range today? Um. Well, first and foremost, the sounds because gunshots are, are so loud, and they're really, to me, unmistakable. Like when people, you know, think they hear gunshots, you know, like no, no. It's it's not a think. I mean, they're they're definitive. Like, oh nope, that's a gunshot. So the first thing was like the echoing in my um, earmuff thingies, the the noise, and then I was I was trying to go through everything that you were telling me. You know, you had told me to do about my proper stance. Um, I was thinking, oh, I need to take my ring off because I'm holding the, the handle too tight. I was like, my finger, my blood circulation is going to cut off, and so I jumped down that rabbit hole. And then I was looking at my finger, and I was like, did I take my ring off? Wait, it's in my pocket. No, it's on my hand. Like, oh wait, okay, there's a the target. Oh, that man over there is shooting. They're looking at me. So. <laughs> Oh, you had a lot going on. I did. And then I was trying to breathe and kind of like, you know, let all that go. It's like, okay, it's just, it's you're just firing a gun. It's okay. At paper. Safely I'm, at I'm a range. Right, safely at a range. <laughs> and then, um, again, you helped, um, Kenneth helped. And then the people there were, <laughs> not surprisingly, very friendly. Everybody's friendly when everybody's done. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Fine, how are you? We're going to lunch after this? Yeah, you can join us. Like, yeah, okay, now we're all buddies, but... <laughs> It's all good. It's amazing how that happens. Uh huh. Yeah. All it, the time. Yes. The, the guns are the great equalizer, not to be confused with the uh, uh, Denzel Washington movie or the um, Queen Latifah. Um, anyway, back to guns. Favorite guns? Do you have a wish list of your favorite guns? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right now, I would say my favorite gun is a Springfield XDM 9mm. Mm -hmm. um, that's my favorite handgun. And then I have what's called a pistol caliber carbine. Um, it's a CMMG Banshee. That's my other favorite gun, but it's, it's also a nine millimeter. That's a handgun, right? Mm -hmm. I was going to say, cause that name doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like no handgun. I ain't about to pull that out. I'm a holster, I don't think. Definitely not something you would conceal carry. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Google it, CMMG Banshee. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I say my wish list is, I'll say probably some kind of HK. But today I got an opportunity to shoot a 45, which I didn't think I would like. And mm. I did. Um, so the one I shot today is on my wish list. It's a Tenfoglio witness. <laughs> I, I had to Google that. Like it's Sounds a what, Italian. What? It is Italian. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's on my list. And some kind of rifle. Probably just a twenty-two, though, because oh, like, oh. you know, ARs are going to be banned at some point, probably. <laughs> now, do you go to the range monthly? I do. I go to. The, I have a membership, so oh, well, okay. Um, I pay for a membership. Is it like Sam's Club, something like that. 
Yeah. So, you know, I get to go to the range unlimited. And once I pay my membership, if I go twice, it's, it really pays for itself. But then it moves me to the front of the line. Too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I do try to go to the range monthly. Um, when I'm coaching, I don't get to shoot as much mm-hmm. because I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely try to get myself in the range because, it's you know, I got to stay on top of things for myself. As I mentioned at the um, beginning, um, you're also a DJ. So which came first, the firearms or the DJing? Like, or your love of music? Like, which one's buying more for your attention now, especially at this point in your career? Hmm. Um, I would say they're about equal. And Mm. honestly, they actually started about the same time. So obviously, I've been shooting a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I became a firearm instructor. all the paperwork and everything finalized towards the end of 2020. Okay. And I started DJing at the beginning of 2021. So, you know, the official part of it came around about the same time, but I have been shooting probably since 19, blah, 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 <laughs> 87, I think. I've been shooting since like 1987, um, but only DJing since uh, 2021, early 2021. Okay. Um, and both of them are taking about equal time now, and I enjoy them equally. Um, I, I recently told President Preckwinkle, my boss, that I was going to retire and become a DJ and a firearm instructor. She found that to be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, one can definitely help the other, I think, if you're at a club and things kind of go, go sideways. You know, sometimes I do have to protect myself in certain venues. Yes, peace be still. Um, anything else you'd like to share that I haven't asked? Anything else you'd like to share for our listeners? You know, I, I think we've covered a lot of ground, Anna. So uh, again, I really appreciate you having me here, Yay. talking about my passion, uh, sharing my passion with me. Yes. super awesome. So thank you. I, I certainly appreciate your time this afternoon. And you give the listeners um, your website again? Absolutely. It's www.peace, P-I-E-C-E, B-B-E, steel, S-T-E-E-L, dot com, oh, training dot com. PeaceBeStillTraining.com. All right. Um, And that's for our Illinois listeners. But if you're just interested and want to check her out, by all means, please do visit her website. And once again, Tanya, my buddy, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the podcast and talking with me today. Thank you, Donna. And because I'm a churchy girl, I have to wrap up like how people wrap up services at church. We want to thank Minister Tanya Anthony for stopping by and blessing our hearts. Amen. With that beautiful interview. Once again, Minister Tanya Anthony is the Chief Administrative Officer at Cook County Government, also doing business as DJ Royalty, and also the owner and founder of Peace Be Still Training. Yes, you can check her out online and also doing business as my bestie. Love you, girl. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, the information that she shared. Now, of course, it pertains um, largely to Chicago and Cook County and, of course, Illinois. But if you're interested in more information about concealed carry where you live, just hop on over to uh, Al Green's Internet. That's what one of my favorite podcasters says. She says Al Green. You know, we used to joke about it being Al Gore. Now she says Al Green, and I love that. Yeah, just hop on over to Al Green's Internet and Google concealed carry in your state. Okay. In particular, as I'm wrapping up, um, you know, I'm part Baptist too, because I went to a Baptist church down here for a little while. Yeah. And, you know, Baptist people have at least four or five closings. So anyway, um, I want to also thank all of my 
friends, um, my virtual friends on um, Al Green's internet, and also my real life friends and colleagues who've been sharing about my podcast and reposting. I really, really, really appreciate you guys, girls, people, humans. Yeah, non-gendered language, right? Yep. 2022, got to get with the program. I really appreciate it. And once again, friends, stay classy, stay hydrated, and thanks for stopping by.